Fluent NYC presents the Be Fluent podcast, hosted by Marcia and Zena. Welcome back, folks. This is episode six of the Be Fluent podcast, and I am your host, Sinan. And I'm Masha. Hey, everyone. Um, so today we're going to be giving you some vocabulary for part two of the uh, interview with Amanda about uh, Black Lives Matter. This interview uh, stays important because um, things are still not changing in terms of Black Lives Matter. And although it did get a lot of attention for a while, um, the same horrible things are happening to uh, black people and um, it's kind of we're back to where we started and um, yeah I mean on that note I think we should note that uh, the most recent was in Wolf City Texas uh, the death of Jonathan Price at the hands of police which was just um, the day before yesterday I believe you know or, or even yesterday so today we're recording on uh, October 7th so maybe it was the day before yesterday, I think. Um, and so, yeah, like, it, it's... it's The story of George Floyd uh, did not end there. And there have been so many stories since that have come to light. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's not like it's any less timely, I think, the topic. Uh, and, yeah, it's really important that we talk about it. But I guess let's jump in. Let's talk about... Let's get into that vocab. So the first uh, vocab word is to relinquish, and that's a verb. Um, And I would say that it means to kind of give up control. Yeah, give away something. Yeah, usually people talk about like relinquishing power. It's a very formal word, I think you'd say. Yeah, it's like more academic. Um, How about uh, number two? It's uh, reconstruction. It's going to be kind of a, a group of words. Reconstruction, civil war, and uh, plantation. Usually, uh, when you talk about reconstruction or the civil war, we're talking about like the era. And you have the civil war era and the reconstruction era, uh, which was in the 19th century or the 1800s. Um, and so, you know, the civil war was, the civil war era was the civil war itself between the North and South, which is sort of by and large about the... Uh, freeing slaves, right? Um, And the North wanted slavery to be finished and the South fought to keep slavery alive and the North won and and ultimately kept the United States together. Um, If, you know, if the South had won, there would be two different countries and one would be called the Confederate States of America. Uh, But so they lost and the the country was kept together. And the Reconstruction era is, is kind of right after the Civil War when they were kind of coming back together and trying to make peace with the South and there was a shift in parties and everything. So kind of a a period of great change in American politics, I guess you could say. Um, And what about plantations, Matt? Do you know about that? So a plantation is basically a place uh, where cotton and tobacco uh, were grown and uh, they basically started uh, using slave labor. So slaves would work um, 
on these plantations, uh, pick cotton or pick tobacco and uh, spent hours there. It was very, very intense physical labor. There were so many grotesque, just terrible things going on on those plantations. But so yeah, without going too far into it, um, the, the plantation is the, the sort of physical space itself where most of the work and labor was done by, by slaves. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's go to the next one, number three. Uh, number three is subsequently. Subsequently. Yeah, that's like... Um, it's kind of like so. And then um, after, basically. After mm-hmm. something, whatever it is you're talking about. So like in a sentence you'd say, uh, the North won the war and subsequently slavery was abolished. Which is basically like, and then. Yeah, it's an adverb. Um, the next word is maneuver, which is a verb, and it kind of means to uh, control, move, move. It's like to move in a controlled way, um, usually with some skill or agility or something. You can maneuver a bike. Probably a motorcycle. Maneuver your skis in a certain way if you're skiing. or like, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like kind of a technical, skilled, agile movement. Uh, and we use it more in, in the um, figurative way, like she was using it, I think, like how politicians maneuver around policy or something, meaning like how they operate, basically, how they... Um, how would you define that much? Yeah, how they're able to kind of navigate or, yeah, like you said, move around. Yeah. But like politically, do their work moving around, kind of. You're also speaking that, saying that figuratively, right? Anyway, I think that's enough. Next. So the next word is deep rooted. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Um, deep rooted. You can kind of connect it to the word root. Think of a tree's roots. So deep-rooted means like sunk deep into the ground, um, like a, a big part of the the foundation history of something, um, hard to change, right? Like a deep-rooted part of our history is is um, coming from England and the the struggle uh, for freedom between the the people here and the. Um, crown of England at the time. So you can say that's deep rooted, meaning it's a big part of the history and our, our kind of identity. Um, you know, the, the tradition of like the emperor in Japan has a deep rooted history or, you know, the, the, you could use that in a lot of different ways, I think. Can you think of another example for deep rooted? Have I covered it? I think those are pretty good. The next word is um, don't, th- kind of it's a phrase, so don't think twice. It's a little idiomatic. Um, it's your turn, I think. <laughs> and it it means, you know, d- don't think too much about something. And don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Don't spend too much time. Just go for it, right? Like, don't think twice. Um, so, for example, if, if you get a big job offer and you're talking to your friend about it, oh, you know, I'm... I don't know if I should take the job. It's kind of far away from here. And if your friend, you know, oh my God, it's such a great opportunity. Don't even think twice. Just take the job. You know, like, yeah, I think that's a good natural usage. 
So the next word is uh, misguided, which usually goes with the be verb. So it's kind of like an adjective. Um, it's, it's a passive adjective, but um, we usually just remember to use it with the be verb. And in talking to Amanda, she says uh, something is tragically misguided. It's kind of a funny uh, expression for somebody who is, so to be misguided alone, is just, um, if you think about misguided, is like to be guided by someone is given direction. Misguided is given the wrong direction. Uh, but it doesn't really mean that literally. I, it, it's kind of a figurative meaning. So to be misguided is more to have the wrong idea about things, to have um, maybe funny ideas even, I guess. But so to be tragically misguided, um, how would you describe the addition of tragically. Oh, tragically is is like so. Think about the word tragedy or tragic, which means kind of really sad. And it's it's kind of like a joke that something you know. It's comedic. Like so, something is so misguided that it's kind of sad or it makes them look pathetic or um, not very intelligent, perhaps. So it's sort of a joke, joking way of calling somebody stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's also or ignorant, thing. but it's also a way to just say very, 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 like so misguided, you know. If you're calling somebody tragically misguided, you're kind of making fun of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not even kind of. I mean, you're you're you're, you're really making fun. Of <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to nine. So the next word is lion's share. The lion's share. Um, so this is kind of figurative. It's idiomatic, right? Yeah. So think about a lion. Lion probably eats more than other animals. The king of the jungle, you could say. So the lion's share is usually the bigger part of something. Yeah, the the lion's share is the uh, majority. Mm-hmm. An example for lion's share? Oh, um. Historically, white people have had the lion's share of power in this country, politically and economically. Uh, and so now um, we're trying to fix that and make it more equitable and just. Yeah. So this one is a pretty serious one. It's gerrymandering. Oof. Gerrymandering uh, is a long word. And you see it a lot in conversations about... Um, United States politics, uh, and it's specifically um, how people change how people change the physical location of districts and the borders of districts in certain um, regions in the United States. And you can change the regions with local politicians, basically. And so by doing that, you can change who votes, and so certain regions, more people from one party vote in, so when more people from one party have power locally, they'll try to expand that region to have uh, another district or more districts of people with people who vote from their party, which makes it easier for them to win in the next election. And so this is something that you can actually legally do, and it's being done a lot in this country, by both sides, honestly although more nefariously um, by the Republican Party l lately. Uh, and it's a system that 
shifts the power in this country, sort of uh, not democratically, you know, through sort of behind the channels, like uh, in places that people aren't really seeing or don't really have power over or aren't really voting for, to be honest. But uh, it's, it's sort of a complicated idea in American politics. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's always difficult to explain. It's just kind of changing the borders, borders of uh, certain areas to either expand them or, um, to, like, for example, to expand them to I- include certain neighborhoods. Who right? vote for their parties. Exactly. Or to, to get rid of other neighborhoods that won't vote for their party. So um, it's it's sort of a dirty thing that shifts power, I think you could say, undemocratically. All right, so one more, final one, drum roll for the tenth and final word of the night. So this is a phrase, sleight of hand. A sleight of hand, uh, which is actually a kind of card game reference. It's a referred, re- referring to a card trick. A sleight of hand is where you, like, for example, you have a card up your sleeve for um, poker and you pull it out and then you win the game using that kind of good card that you're hiding or something like that. So it's like using a trick, um, a hidden secret trick to win a game, I think. It's a really specific word. <laughs> yeah, it's an idiom, actually. We use it, you know, t- typical for, for when you're tricking somebody using secrets. Um, and so, like, she used it to talk about pol- politicians. I think it was for de Blasio. It was a slate of hand defunding the police but then moving the funds to schools where they then uh, hired police to protect or to to guard the schools that was a bad decision Um, so uh, I think this is where we end the the ten words Uh, so take a look at the uh, vocab that we just gave you we're going to put it up on uh, the website BeFluentNYC.com slash BeFluentPodcast um, Review them a little bit and then uh, part two of Amanda's interview is coming out uh, in a few days, maybe a week. We always say that and then we, we get delayed. By the way, uh, on the technical end, apologies for the uh, the delay again on this episode, but hopefully we'll, we'll hit a weekly standard soon enough and we appreciate your support but yeah so there you have it 10 words Uh, as always review those words prepare for the upcoming interview you're going to hear those words and hopefully you you won't be caught off guard um as always if you have any questions about them you know maybe come up with example sentences of your own using these words and you can always ask us questions send them in to us on twitter you can dm us if you're if you're shy about it uh, you can hit us up on Instagram. I know we're always uh, available on various, you know, I think even Facebook, if you, if you look for us there. But um, do you want to say anything about the website, Rush? Yeah, check out the website, um, bfluentnyc.com slash bfluentpodcast. And we will put up these next 10 words um, so that you can review them and see them uh, in a sentence. Yeah, but so as always, follow us on Twitter at BeFluentNYC or follow at BeFluentPodcast for something more specific to the podcast. Uh, where can they find us on Instagram, Ma? Uh, so at 
on Instagram, Facebook. You can find us at BeFluentNYC. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, see you folks around next time. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you like this episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.